Welcome to this edition of The Biz, the Business Integrity School, your resource for practical tips from a business ethics pro who's been there. I'm Cindy Mooring, the founder and executive chair of the Business Integrity Leadership Initiative at the Sam and Walton College of Business. Joining me today is Dr. Matt Waller, Dean of the Walton College. Principle number four is to live up to the terms of your contract. Yeah, implied and express. Implied and express. Now that, that seems like of course you would do that. Of course you would do that. Other, otherwise you wouldn't have agreed to the, the right. contract. Right, right. But we see it failures all the time. Big ones. Way. Yeah, we see some really big ones. We're seeing that right now today with Boeing, and it's still ongoing. And, um, you know, at its most basic level, they didn't live up to their term of their contract, which was to make safe planes for their 737 MAX. I'm not saying all their planes are unsafe, but the 737 MAX um, was not a, a safe plane. And, um, you know, I think that's a situation they didn't, they didn't, nobody goes out intentionally and says, we're going to make the 737 MAX an unsafe plane. But yet, that's where we ended up. And so... It was a lot of little decisions. Little decisions along the way that led up and compromises to a situation where we ended up with an unsafe plane. I wonder if today, for example, when you download software mm -hmm. or a new app, you've got this huge agreement that you don't read, mm -hmm. and you click accept. <laughs> yes. So I wonder to, to what degree those kinds of things in society are training us to not pay attention to the terms of our agreements. Yeah, that's a very interesting way to think about it, but I do think that in some respects it's the little things like that, or the little, like just day-to-day -day aspects of your job that you go through that if you don't stop and reflect, sort of like what we're doing here on these situations, you do miss it, and you miss it. And once you've missed enough small steps, you're too far, you're too far gone before you can actually step back and, and take a look at it. So for Boeing, 737 MAX, they two crashes within a matter of a few months, killed, what, 346 people, unfortunately. Um, CEO's now gone. They've, they've, they've certainly um, replaced a number of people. CEO's still trying to work through the issue. Plane's not back in the air. And it's been almost a year. And it's affecting our GDP. It's affecting our GDP. Some estimates are that in the first three months of 2020, it could affect it by half a percentage point. Some of the suppliers who make the parts for the plane, so not only are they not flying, oh, yeah. now they've had to halt production. And so their suppliers are, are now having to lay people off because they can't... And then those people can't build a new deck or right. buy some things they wanted to buy. Right. And so it has a ripple effect in the Huge whole economy. Huge ripple effect in the whole economy. Huge ripple effect. And it also makes planning difficult for the airlines who expected to be able to use these airplanes. Yes, because they had a number of them that were on order. And they'd gone out and hired pilots and, you know, trained more people. And so now what happens to them? Right? I mean, now there's not a plane for them to fly. And the impact of this so. isn't just on the supply chain and the economy, but it clearly hurts Boeing's, the trust people have in Boeing. Definitely hurts the reputation. Definitely. And it kind of goes back to one of the principles we talked about before and the, and the importance of, of trustworthiness is if, uh, if you don't have trust, then you're going to lose customers and they're going to start to go in a, in a different direction. So it's really important that Boeing get this one figured out. It's been a long time. Uh, I think part of the problem is they kept telling, telling all of us, the public and Congress and the regulators, a few more months, a few more months, we'll have it, we'll have it, we'll have it. And, and they just, I don't think, quite saw the magnitude of what they were dealing with, which we now see it's been almost a year. You know, a lot of this had to do with the computer programs 
that they used yeah. and the, the, the systems. Yeah. And I wonder sometimes to what degree we're developing systems that are so complicated. Yes, we're able to automate, we're able to use artificial intelligence, but, but what we wind up with is something that no one, under, no one person understands even a small fraction of. And so trying to make sure, how do you know all the ways to even test it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to say, actually, of finding so many different problems now, but the, the, the actual problem with the, with the Mac system, I, was my understanding, it was a single point of failure, and they didn't have a, like a backup if this one piece of machinery um, failed or and this they knew one it. test. And, and yeah, in this case, they, they knew to desi they designed it with a single point of failure. So, so there are lots of lessons in this one. So what are some practical tips for, for this? So, yeah, if you break it down to its most basic level, I think that um, the reason why Boeing ended up in the situation that it did, which leads to the practical tips, um, is they uh, were focused on cutting costs after they merged with McDonnell Douglas in the late 90s, and they really were trying to stay ahead of their competitor, Airbus, and they had some tight deadlines they had to hit to get a big order with, like, you know, American Airlines, and, and so they cut a deal and said, you know, we'll get them to you in a, in a certain amount of time, and um, they'd been focused on cutting costs. In, in business today, what business isn't trying to cut costs and operate right. more efficiently? And what business isn't trying to stay ahead of their, their competition, right? So it's not like they were dealing with pressures that aren't common in business, but the, the practical tips have to come back to, at a very basic level, what is it that they did wrong in handling those pressures? And what I would say is that there are three things that leaders can take away from this situation um, that weren't happening right uh, at Boeing. And the first practical tip is you can never say to your folks, do it at all costs. Do whatever it takes to get it done because you're not going to be happy with the results if you say that, that you will have people on your team that will, they think you've given them free license to go outside the, the lines of what's ethical because the only thing that matters to you is get it done get it done at all costs. And so that really sets the wrong tone. So that's something you don't ever want to say and end the sentence there. Second practical tip is, it's also not right to just be silent because if you as a leader are stressing, we have to cut costs and we've got to meet this delivery deadline and you don't, you don't, you don't like go ahead and say, we want to do it the right way, we want to make sure that we're doing it within ethical bounds, all you're doing is just reemphasizing kind of the, you're not saying at all costs, but you're reemphasizing the goals, your teams will read into that, that that's really all you care about. You didn't say specifically don't go outside the line, so maybe that's what you want me to do. So first practical tip, don't ever say at all costs. Second practical tip, don't be silent on the issue, which leads to the third practical tip. You actually need to fill that communication void and say, yes, we do need to focus on costs, and yes, we absolutely do want to make sure that we are trying to hit our delivery deadline, but never at the expense of safety, for example, in the Boeing situation. That phrase right there takes like the pressure valve off the, the boiling pot um, of, of business where you're really trying to achieve objectives. And it creates an environment where people then feel like, okay, safety's number one. And sometimes it's hard decisions, Matt. Sometimes you really have to sit down and make trade-offs between am I going to do this or am I going to do that. But it's having those tough conversations and making those trade-offs that actually ends up saving the day because those are the hard conversations that need to be had. 
Thanks for listening to today's episode of The Biz, the Business Integrity School. You can find us on YouTube, Google SoundCloud, iTunes, or wherever you find your podcasts. Be sure to subscribe and rate us. And you can find us by searching The Biz. That's one word, T-H-E-B-I-S. Tune in next time for more practical tips from a pro.